Hi everyone, welcome back to Living with an Invisible Injury. I hope you all are doing well. Um, So for today's episode, I wanted to talk about fears of living with migraine. Um, So we're going to be talking all about the fears and the worries that we endure when we live with migraine. Now, of course, when we live with migraine, whatever type of migraine we live with, whether it's chronic migraine, vestibular migraine, um, you name it, it doesn't matter what type of migraine you live with because at the end of the day, it is valid and it is painful in whatever symptoms and whatever you experience. Um, It's not fair, it's not fun, right? So, and when we live with migraine, there are a lot of things that sometimes we cannot do or we wish we wanted to do because oftentimes our migraine gets in the way of our life, unfortunately. And so I wanted to talk about some of the fears and I asked you guys on my Instagram, what are your fears Um, when living with migraine and you guys answered so I I actually asked what are your fears um, when living with migraine post-concussion syndrome and or chronic illness Um, and so when I say migraine I am talking about the illness migraine Um, but this can go for any chronic illness that you live with or for those of you of my listeners that suffer from post-concussion syndrome as well Um, because I have lived with post-concussion syndrome and some of these also are applicable Um, but I do live with chronic migraine and these are all applicable Um, but today the main focus is migraine but they're all kind of interchangeable I mean when you live with a chronic illness you have so many dampers in your life, whatever chronic illness you are suffering from. So anyways, let's jump in and talk about the fears. So these are some fears that I experience, that you guys experience, um, and that just people in general that live with migraine experience. So let's get started. So one of the fears and one of one of the many fears that I know myself and many others experience when living with migraine is the fear of when my next attack will occur. Now, for many people, many people when living with migraine, some of us are chronic like myself, so it could be daily, right? So we may have this fear or we may not. Um, But for some people who are not chronic, they may have this fear of when will my next attack occur? You know, some people who have lived with chronic migraine or any type of migraine disorder or disease, um, I don't like to use disorder, sorry about that, migraine disease or illness. Um, It's the fear of when the next attack will occur. Maybe you have eight migraines a month, or maybe you have 15, and maybe you are chronic, or maybe you have 28 to 30. Um, But that is valid. 
Um, so one of the next fears is the fear that an attack will come at the worst moment. Now, I was reading an article online and someone who suffered from migraine said that this was one of their fears and some people um, stated that on her wedding day she had suffered one of the worst migraine attacks of her life and so that and that was one of her fears was getting an attack on her wedding day i mean for some of us for some people your wedding day is one of you know one of the, the biggest moments of your life right it's a big monumental moment for some people and so when you live with chronic migraine or migraine or chronic illness um, and you're suffering in pain every single day or almost every single day it's that fear is so hard because it's like you just want at least that one day in your life to have no pain right or you know you want to say less pain have a low pain day but no pain would be the the best um and another i saw another person say that um they fear that they will have a migraine attack on the birth of their um the birth of their daughter so when giving birth and that can be also very scary you know um when you if you are a woman and you choose to, you know, have children and give birth, um, obviously you're gonna if you're gonna have children, well, not necessarily if you choose to go through adoption. Um, but you know, if you are go if you're sorry, my words are stumbling here. If you're going to be pregnant and um going to give birth the fear of having a migraine attack on the day you're going to give birth to your child is very scary and that rolls into another fear that i actually have um and that some others may have is the fear that um i won't be able to have a big family that i dream to have now i know that for some people um that can be a case because some people um i'll talk about this in a minute but for migraine patients um i have a fear of not being able to have a large family i don't want six or seven kids and i mean if you'd want that great that's beautiful i want maybe three to five kids, three or four kids, but the fear of that terrifies me. It terrifies me because I truly have migraine attacks all the time, you know, almost daily. And if I can't, I am 18 right now. I truly don't want kids right now. If you have kids at this age, that's totally up to you and that's fine but I'm not ready for that at the moment I'm you know in college and I'm just ill-prepared um but I 
couldn't imagine um like I'm just saying that right now I'm going through my life I'm just at home going to school doing small tasks not having to take care of people and I get migraine attacks now it terrifies me that taking care of humans many humans or even one human two humans three humans whatnot I would it would triple my my attacks my symptoms whatnot and it would maybe make me not want to have more children or um, not be able to or whatever the case may be and I know that when I take medications for my migraines. Now, I know that the medications that I take, you cannot be on them while you are pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, or you shouldn't, you shouldn't not be, you know, of course, yeah, you should not be. Um, and so, I know most people in the migraine community, when they are trying to start a family or when they are pregnant or breastfeeding or whatnot, obviously they need to go off those medications. And so that also scares me because it's like your attacks are obviously going to decrease. Now, I know that sometimes medications for migraine, they don't always work, but they do for me help a little bit. They do minimize a little bit, right? Um, I mean, they they obviously are not curing nothing. Y'all know that, but they I'm not just taking them. I wouldn't just be taking them if they didn't help at all, right? Um, so they are they do help a little bit. If it's not the head pain, it's the dizziness, or not well, not really that it's maybe the insomnia or, you know, it's, um, sensitivity to light, maybe the brain fog. There are some things that it does help. So if I took that all the way, that kind of scares me. And that's just a, that's just a fear. Anyways, let's move on from this question. Um, okay. So another fear that somebody had is I live in fear of losing my sight. So somebody fears that she loses, so she loses her vision um, about 20 to 30 minutes before um, a headache starts. So she has migraine with aura and that is the case for many people. I am actually very fortunate that I do not have migraine with aura. I have migraine without aura. I have only had one migraine with aura. And I will tell you, it was the worst migraine attack of my life. Um, it sent me to the hospital um, two of the times that I was, that I went to the hospital during my almost four years of going through this pain now. And it was by far the worst attack of my life. I mean, I and I don't say this. I mean, I have thrown this term out there before. Oh, I feel like I'm going to die. No, I legitimately thought I was going to die. And 
yeah, so if you suffer from aura, like migraine with aura, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Like, and I'm, I was literally, and I know this is a little graphic, I was literally on the toilet, just peeing, um, and I, the aura came through, and I, oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't fall over or hit my head on the shower beside me. It was not good, and it was four in the morning, yeah, anyways, but yeah, so that is also a fear for a lot of people. Losing your sight, that can be extremely scary. Um, yeah, that's, that's scary. I mean, for 20 to 30 minutes, like imagine you're in public or you're driving or you're wherever, like you're at work or you're at school or you're, if you have kids, you're watching your children, you're doing whatever and you lose your sight, that's very scary. Um, so somebody else said that the fear that my migraine pain will make my aneurysm burst. That is also extremely scary. Um, and I feel extremely sorry for you. Um, and I don't really know what to say. Like, that is really scary. And if there is anyone else who experiences that, I'm sorry that I have no words to, um, to accommodate you. Like, you know, I obviously live in pain and there are many millions of people in the world, right, that are living with migraine and that is never something that I thought that people experienced until somebody brought that up. And so it's like when you live and follow in the migraine community, it's actually been such a blessing because I've learned so much from so many people. So I'm extremely sorry that a fear that you live with because that is extremely extremely scary but also on the other hand we want to make sure that we're not holding on to our fears right because we could be holding on to our fears under our hearts and we don't want to do that because that can make us anxious that can make us um just not let us live our lives, right? We we want to still be able to live our lives according, right, as best as we can with with our with our illnesses. Um, so the next one that I saw a couple times, um, and is something that I also experience and. I actually, um, I will say the fear in a minute, but I experienced this as well. Well, I'll just say the fear and then I'll talk about it. Okay, so the fear is that I won't be able to work a full-time job or pursue my career. Now, this is something that I talk in depth about, um, I think a couple podcasts ago, I can't remember, but if you haven't checked out the podcast that I talk about, um, working, like not, not being able to work full time or pursuing a career when living with migraine. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I give a little bit of tips and tricks and I talk about, um, you know, just 
how it's hard when you live with migraine and not being able to work sometimes. Um, so anyways, yes, that fear of not being able to work full time. And that is totally something that, um, I live with and many of you, um, live with, and it could be part-time, full-time or pursuing a career. Um, but I, I am currently going to college to become a registered massage therapist and so I'm trying to you know go to school to eventually pursue a career and the fears that I have um, is extreme I mean I am going to school right now and the fears that I have when I get my migraine attacks it's like oh my god what am I gonna do when I'm out in the real world and working a full-time job like am I gonna be able to sustain a full clientele am I gonna be able to do this full-time it's really scary you know am I going to be able to provide for my family am I going to be able to have a job like Am I going to be able to have a house? Am I going to be able to afford a mortgage? You know, all that, all that. It's, it's extremely scary. Um, and I don't think that when people say, when people see us, um, that's another part of the invisible injury, right? Or invisible illness, sorry. Um, with living with migraine, it's like, yes, we are living in pain, um, but there's, you know, the mental side, the painful side, the physical side, but there's also this side that is like, we have these things that it's like, we have barriers on our life. Um, okay. So we have a couple more fears. Um, the fear that other people always think I'm complaining about nothing. That's an interesting one. Um, and this is not something that is like a physical thing, um, like something that will happen to the person themselves. You know, it's the fear that other people think I'm complaining about nothing. And this just is another reason why we need to continually advocate for migraine and um it's so hard because uh, i understand i understand where this person is coming from um and i totally feel this way all the time too um there are so many people still in my life um they don't understand migraine and some days I don't even understand migraine to be honest um, my doctors I feel like they don't understand migraine I really don't think they do um, and yes they did go to school for many many years yes they have the bachelor's degree and PhD and all the all the degrees right yes they have way more education than I do um, and we more knowledge, but I really just don't think that they understand this neurological condition. Um, and this is why it's 
important to use proper language. Um, if you haven't seen the hashtag going around, hashtag migraine language matters, I highly recommend just searching on Instagram that hashtag and you will see some posts. Like I think it's like a hundred posts. Um, and it's the migraine community as a whole or half is trying to change the language of migraine because this is going off on a tangent now, but because we need people to understand that migraine is valid. Migraine isn't just a headache. Migraine is not just one symptom. Migraine is so much more. And migraine is so much complex. It's, it's so complex, right? There are so many different types of migraine. Um, and everybody is different. Everybody, like migraine is, migraine is not the same. It's linear. Um, and I don't know, like people, there are some people who suffer from migraine and they don't even have head pain or headache as a symptom. Like vestibular migraine, right? Vestibular migraine they don't even really have head pain as a symptom. They can, but that's not one of their symptoms or their main symptom. But for me, um, that is one of my main symptoms. And I don't know why I threw that in there, but I think it's important. But yes, um, the fear of other people complaining about nothing, that is extreme um, valid and I don't really know how to answer that but I understand where you're coming from and I think we can all just relate to that on a degree because if you have lived with migraine post-concussion syndrome or any chronic illness I think anybody can relate to that um, and so the last fear that I have here um, I think really anybody can relate to this too if you live with migraine chronic illness post-concussion syndrome is that the fear i won't be able to live a normal life ever again <sighs> let's just take a deep breath um yeah now that is that hits home with me because when i was when i sustained my concussion so if you don't know my story um, I, my migraine didn't just come out of the blue. Now people develop and people develop migraine for all realms of reasons, right? It could be genetic. It could be hormonal. It could be whatnot. People sometimes don't even know. Um, and really, I don't even know the whole, the whole story. Um, but I, I sustained two concussions almost four years ago, and I suffered from post-concussion syndrome for a long time, and, you know, obviously your concussion doesn't last years, right? Your concussion doesn't last over a year and a half, and so at the year and a half mark when I was still suffering, um, I finally got to a neurologist and they looked at my health and my neurologist diagnosed me with chronic migraine because I was having, 
I think at that time I was having um, 20 migraines a month. Yeah, and it got to about 28 migraines a month. Um, and fortunately now I'm at the point where I am down and I have about 9 to 15 migraines a month. And it can vary. And I'm on various medications and I'm trying different treatments and you know I am very very blessed to be down to 9 to 15 migraines a month and you know I've never ever ever thought that um, I would ever get here because when I was having those 28 migraine attacks a month I seriously thought my life was ending, um, and I was in a deep depression, and I was in extreme, excruciating pain. I mean, I was suffering from extreme head pain, and now I ex I suffer from mild to extreme head pain, but I also I also suffer from other symptoms. I mean, the nausea, the dizziness. Um, is more extreme now and i mean i've always suffered from sensitivity to light and noise and all the symptoms i've talked about my symptoms in other podcasts um and if you haven't listened to my story it is a bit of a longer one but i do recommend listening to it um because it will give you a bit of a backstory but yeah the fear of not being able to live a normal life again is so valid and I have felt that fear many times in my life but where I want to end off on today is that it is okay to feel that fear because you are living a terrible illness a terrible um a terrible um disease um and I think it's okay to validate that. Um, even if people tell you, you know, oh, just get over it. Because I've literally had people very close to me tell me, just get over it. Now, nothing makes me more mad when people say that. Just get over it. How do you just get over living with chronic migraine? And it's funny because the person who said this to me, I will not disclose this person, um, but the person who said this to me has never had a migraine in their whole life. Never. They don't know what kind of pain I was ever in or will ever be in, probably. I mean... I get it. People suffer from migraines here and there. And I don't know. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but I want you to keep going. Um, keep fighting because life is tough. But so are you. So are you. And I think that is so important to remember that you have 
You have gone through so much. You have battled and fought through so much. And I know, I know that you can fight through so much more. Okay? So take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. You got this. So with that being said, this is where I'm going to end the podcast today. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to some of the fears that some people and some of me, some of you, um, all people um, may experience or fear um, when living with migraine. And I'm sure there are many other fears that I didn't mention um, or people didn't suggest, but um, there are so many fears. And I think it's, we don't need to, you know, always just think about the the worries, but it's, it's okay to sometimes validate those and move on. So don't hold your fears too close to you, but it's okay to think about them, move on, and worry about what you're going to move on to next. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you stay tuned for the following podcasts. And if you haven't caught up on the remainder podcasts, go check them out. Um, We have almost, I think, 10 episodes. So go check them out and I hope you have a great day. Bye everyone.